This is Dan Reynolds, and you've tuned into Sales is Hard, but the podcast. During the next few minutes, we're going to go on a journey with me and a great guest from in and around the sales world, and they're going to share how they make sales a little less hard. Hey, everybody, this is Dan, your host of this podcast, and we have a really awesome episode today with a great guest. She's a colleague of mine. Her name is Ashley. Ashley, sales is hard, but. But very rewarding. You just have to take care of yourself. That's pretty good. There's a couple layers in there. And I think that we definitely should be addressing them in the next few minutes. So I'm excited to do that with you today. Sure. Why don't we start with an introduction? Tell everybody out there who you are, what you do. All right. My name is Ashley Reichenberger. I am a senior sales development representative with Dan. He's actually my AE. I've been in SaaS sales for about seven years now. Yeah. That's about that it. it. Yeah. Yeah, great. And I know that being in SaaS sales for seven years, uh, you definitely need to take care of yourself. I've also been at four uh, around that time. Uh, and especially now, it feels like the, the topic, it was probably always there, but now people are actually talking about it. Talking so I'm about excited. It. Yeah. yeah, it was never really talked about before, actually taking care of yourself. It was shunned, shunned to talk about it, or if you talked about it, you were judged. And sometimes those feelings still are there, but it's more popular to talk about now. Yeah. Okay, great. So we're going to start off or at least continue this episode with rapid fire. It's going to be the first segment. It's going to be fun. I'm going to say a word and you're just going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. And okay. It's like an icebreaker. Let's just enjoy ourselves with this. Are you ready? Ready. Happiness. My kids. Sales development. Hard. <laughs> Energy. Coffee. Coffee. Starbucks. <laughs> Breakfast. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Okay, that's a good one. Dolphins. <sighs> Haven't been to a Super Bowl since Marino. I hope it stays that way, by the way. Um, no, but... motiv motivation. Action. Fire. Barefoot Blue Jean Knight. There you go. How was that? Fun? Rapid fire? That was fun. So I was actually you... nervous about that one. Uh, yeah, it should be. Rapid fire. That's what it's all about. First thing that comes to your mind, Starbucks, how often, How many coffees a day? Um, Actually, I've gotten a lot better, but today was the 25th anniversary and Red Cup Day. So Nick had reminded us about it. And so this morning on the way, taking my daughter to school, we stopped and got our Red Cups and Starbucks. What's Red Cup Day? Red Cup Day is where they give you a reusable Red Cup, Starbucks cup. And this was the 25th anniversary edition. So if you could have seen this Starbucks line and just the mayhem in there, I've never seen it like that. I was like, oh, okay, this is wonderful. Let's not do this again. It was insane in there. I was not ready for it. Did you, so you did line up. Oh, yeah. And I even ordered I even ordered on the app first, thinking it was going to be so much quicker. Oh, no, it was crazy. 
So how long was it? It took us about, I want to say, 35 to 40 minutes. It was a while. And do you have the red cup within your reach? I do not. I won't take it. Fine. Fine. Okay. I didn't hear. I haven't heard of that cup date. I so. have a, a picture on my, I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but my daughter and I took a picture of our red cups this morning. I'll tell you what, you can always send it to me. You can send me the picture. Yes. And we'll share it. We'll share that the, the picture where we're promoting the podcast on Brinkton. So let's just talk about, about your role as okay. a, a senior sales development representative at Second Nature. Walk me through the average day of Ashley. What the average day looks like is checking out intent signals, see who's looking at different solutions that pertain to us, trying to figure out what ideal client profiles we need to speak with, different initiatives, looking up uh, all, any kind of information that you can dig up, how many sales reps that they have. If you're looking at their 10K report, do they have any initiatives, initiatives for the upcoming year? Then you go in, prospect, you usually try to find anywhere between three, five at max, different contacts within the company to reach out to, then start adding them into cadences and sending out your emails, your calls, try to do your LinkedIn connections. And that's pretty much it. It sounds so, like a little, but it's a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. And I'm assuming that anybody that's listening to this podcast probably understands what goes in, what goes into it and how hard and, and how long it oh, is yeah. and what a grind it is. But you okay. said, when I asked you the question, sales is hard, but you said it, it can be rewarding. What's the most rewarding part for you in your job right now? Honestly, other than, wor other than working small. with me. That, that that's my favorite part. No, just being able to solve pains, to identify how we can help a company. I'm very excited about and passionate about the product that we sell. Truthfully, there's the seven years that I've been in tech sales, I've never seen anything like this. You can actually practice a conversation, talk about the confidence that it gives you to go in there and do it. It's a no-brainer and being able to Tell others about that and have a passion behind what you're doing and selling is very huge. So that is like the most rewarding thing for me is educating others on this is what we have. You have to check this out. So I think that I think you and me probably should consider ourselves lucky because we really believe in the product. And Absolutely. I think I don't think everybody has that luxury. They know? don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say only 10% of 10% of sales reps, especially in SaaS sales, get to actually use their product like we do. So we understand the impact. When I was selling massive urgency notification systems, I didn't use that. They were very in-depth technical problems. I knew what they did. I knew how important they were, but I never was an end user. So it's very different and it's, and it's an amazing solution we have. We're, we're very lucky. So... I want you to, you've been doing this for seven years and you're great. You've booked a ton of meetings for me. And I want you to imagine that you're not selling and talking about the product that we are now. And maybe give some SDRs with less experience because seven years is a very good in that industry. What would be like a, a tip for beginners? that you would give and taking out like that they can be pa as passionate as you are about and, and me about what we're selling at the moment. Don't be scared of the phones and don't hesitate or wait too long to pick up and make that sales call. Don't, the longer you hesitate, the more you think about it, the less likely you are to do it. There's 
there's not a big scary monster on the other end of the phone. As scary as we think it is, I know me even still now. Sometimes I get flustered or if I wait too long or haven't got a meeting in a few days, it's very, it's discouraging and it stinks. And then you go, you get nervous and you get all clamped up. But honestly, if you don't do it, you're you're not going to be successful. So don't hesitate. Don't be scared. Nothing's going to happen. They can't come through the phone. Some of the biggest fears, are you going to mess up? Are you going to get rejected? Yeah, you are. It's going to happen a lot. And you have to learn not to take those kind of things personal and just move forward. So do not hesitate is the best advice that I can give for a beginner. And what if somebody is hesitating? By the way, it happens to everybody. Oh, yeah. It happens to me. It happens to me too. So what do you do? What do you do? I know you said don't hesitate, but what do you do? Just... So what I do is I try to make sure that I take action. I read this actually in a book by Mel Robbins. It's called The Five Second Rate. And you count down five, four, three, two, one, and then you take action. That way you don't hesitate on it. Just do it. And that can go whether you're whether it's something in life, maybe calling a friend or something you're nervous about. Oh, I just had a friend pass away and I was so scared to call his mom. I don't want to do that. She, no. Like, then I had to tell myself, no, it would only be right. Just check. Don't be scared. Don't be nervous. Counted down to five. Well, that she answered that phone. She was so happy to hear my voice. So just even that hesitation with me not wanting to call her. And no, I'm so glad that I did. So that's what I would say is maybe try when you get that hesitation, try that countdown. It's almost like the rocket launch. That's how she describes it. Same thing with getting out of bed in the morning. That alarm, don't hit snooze. Countdown five, four, three, two, one, jump. That's how I'm up at 5 a.m. every morning. That's early. I know. I really like that five second rule. I really, is that what it was called? The five second rule? Yeah, the name of the book is five second rule too. And I totally recommend it it's and i think sales and especially sales development it, it's definitely a game of psychology and i whatever life is a game of psychology and i think we obviously sometimes need to find these hacks to help and to make to put ourselves into action exactly as you said so i really like that five second rule i hadn't heard of the book but i'm going to look at it but i i think you pretty much summed it up there and i, I think that people can try that. This is something that's totally actionable and they can give it a shot right now. Exactly. Try it in the, try it in the morning, Dan. Do that when you're alone. Yeah. You oh, I snooze. got no problem with it. Oh, you don't? Okay. I got no choice. I need to wake up. It just happens. Let's talk a little bit about the second part of when I, I asked the question, sales is hard, but and you said that the key is to take care of yourself along the way. And I think let's look at it from advice that you might give to somebody that's not just starting out. Now, let, let's talk about taking care of yourself along the way. Okay. So what I've done to help take care of myself along the way is I've worked with coaches and my coach is absolutely amazing. And she's helped me find some different ways to when I'm starting to get in these ruts or taking bad situation or you hear all this noise going on around you because sales can also be very aggressive. You you've got some people that you don't click with, can bring you it makes you go it makes you go down because not everybody thinks the way they you do. So you might take a circumstance. So she taught me something called C T F A R. So it's a circumstance, a thought, 
a feeling, an action, and a result. And I would say this for people that have been in sales or anybody, but especially in sales for a long time, you start to come into what she describes as an imposter syndrome. Like, do I even belong here? Do I? You start questioning everything. So when those things, when those situations come about, try and take your circumstance from your negative thoughts or your negative or your circumstance instead of your thoughts when you have the negative ones, write down your feeling, your action, and your results. Then if you switch those around and take your circumstance, say you just started a new job and your thought when you're negative is, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. I have no idea what I'm doing. They're going to they're gonna find out I don't belong here. Then you're feeling anxious, scared. Then after that, what are your actions? Probably procrastination, just putting everything off, not really taking into anything. Then what are your results? You're not going to do well at that job. Now try and switch that around. You take your circumstance, same one. You just started a new job. Your thoughts. I'm really good at figuring things out. I definitely, I've succeeded. I've overcome so much more. I've been really good at this. Think about things you are good at. Then what goes into your feelings? You're confident. You're motivated. You're positive. You put yourself into action. Then your actions are, let's go ahead and start researching. Let's go ahead and start learning. Let's dig in there. What are your results? You're likely going to be successful at it. So if you take those two same circumstances and just change around the thoughts, your feelings, actions, and the results will change based on your thoughts. I think, anyway. Yeah, it's pretty good. So what kind of coach, what, how would you describe this coach? What's the title before coach? Personal coach, professional coach, both. Training, both. trainer. She's professional and personal, I would say. It's more professional going, going about your career, but it's definitely the stuff she's teaching me is amazing. It's things I use in everyday life, too. Wow. I actually haven't had a coach in a little while. But it definitely sounds like it's worthwhile. And yeah, I think her name um, is Rogers, and she is amazing. How long have you been partnered with her for? I am just coming up on my last session tomorrow, but it's been four months. Where did you find her? I actually found her through Kevin Dorsey's podcast. Oh. It was, I heard Ali Rizako. That's who actually Sam works under. And when I heard Ali speak in, I was like, oh, I got to talk to her. I like, I got to speak to her. I was sitting there talking to the podcast and she's on. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I reached out, we had a meeting and she actually partnered me with Sam and Sam is amazing. Amazing. Wow. That's great. That's great. Anytime you can have a framework. What was it again? C-T-F-A-R? And then another thing that she recommends fully is journaling. Gratitude journal is my thing. And then also teaching along the way, I was writing down very surface things in this gratitude journal. And now the things that I write are so much different. Just really things like being present, surrendering to some of your feelings. And it's really impactful for sure. So you were journaling, you thought you were, you were doing something good and, and like you had a, it's a great habit, but then you realize that actually you weren't, even, you weren't even scratching the surface with it, it sounds Right, like. it makes you go way deeper. I even have my kids doing it now too. And they're 14 and 17. I was talking to Sam about that and she's like, I wish somebody told me to start doing this at those ages. So I'm like bringing my kids along with this too. 
which is, it's been pretty neat. So they're listening to my books and the podcasts I listen to and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, this is good, mom. So if that can help them for when they're older and instill that in them while they're so young, like they're going to be way ahead of the game. Yeah. That's like, kids changes everything, doesn't it? Big time. Big time. Yeah. I'm, I always, I had, I felt like I had a, some kind of breakthrough a couple weeks ago when, you know, maybe I was a bit down and doing whatever and hard struggling with a day. And, and then my kids came home when I was like thinking about what I tell them when they're struggling and just say, and just saying, thinking, you know, what I want, the kind of parent I want to be is one that solves all my kids' problems, right? By, by giving them these life lessons that I'm sure my parents gave me, and I just didn't listen to. But then I realized it wasn't, of course, it was about me telling my little guy to keep your chin up and don't worry, but kids picking on you at school. Like you got a big heart, keep going, get up, don't stop. If you stop, you're wasting your time. And then I realized like that you actually just need to listen to your own advice sometimes, because if that's what, how you want your kid, if that's how, if that's what you think is the way you should live your life. And that's what you want to pass on to your children. Easy to say, not as easy to do. Yes. So what she had me do, that's really great that you say that. So that was one of my homework assignments as well, because I like to beat myself up sometimes, especially when I'm not doing well, or we are so hard on ourselves. So she actually had me tape. She told me to get a picture of me when I was younger, tape it to my computer. And any time that I started feeling down on myself, talk to myself like I was five-year-old, Ashley. What would you tell five-year-old, Ashley? Because what you just said, we're not going to tell our kids that. We're uplifting, we're, but ourselves, we do something completely different too. So I, for a while, had a picture of little Ashley sitting on my computer. And anytime I was going to go talk mad, I'm like, oh, she's just too cute. We can't talk to her like that. Yeah. Yeah, my kid looks exactly like I do when I was his age. I don't even need a picture. He just walked in. And I'm like, oh, there I am. Um, there I am. But yeah, but that's great. I think obviously negative self-talk. I don't know anybody that doesn't have it. And I think, but it's also one thing to admit it and to recognize it and to know that it's not who you are and it's not even your voice. It's one of those strange things. I'm like, who is that person? Because that is not me. And it won't stop. It won't stop. It doesn't stop. So I think you're, you reaching out to having a coach and reading books. It sounds like it's really helped. And there's no question. This is the name of the sale, the name of the sale, the name of the podcast. Sales is hard. And I think the action of sales is not that hard, right? Like I think you could write a playbook for every product, every company. And if you followed it and you had the routine and the habits, you could be pretty good at it. But it's not, but it's not the way it works. Like we're not robots yet. And for me anyway, this is the, whether you call it imposter syndrome or the self negative self-talk, breaking good habits, taking on bad habits. This is what prevents people from, from being decent at sales for sure. I'm sure it's the same in other professions. And you know how it is in sales too. I think about it. We're all doing good and everything is booming. We are on this high. And then when things go bad, it's the first thing you do is start beating yourself up instead of actually trying to switch things, change things, learn how you could do better. Why isn't this working? Instead, you just go straight to negative instead of actually trying to solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. 
focus because especially with the market the way it is now, it's potentially a couple of years to listing trades, right? There'll still be sales. People will still be selling it and moving forward. But I think it's a gr that's great advice. It's focus on the problem you solve one call at a time, one email at a time, just focus. And if messaging isn't working, go out there and research, go listen to a podcast, get on something, try and figure something out new. If it's not working, don't sit there. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's with sales too, with life too. If it's not working, you guys, we have to change it. We have to fix it and just move on. And who knows? Just because something works wonderful for six months doesn't mean it's going to work after that. You got to keep it fresh. You got to keep it moving. So learning and educating yourself is probably, I can say, one of the best things you can do in sales and in life. Just growth. If you're just not moving, not growing, not learning, you're staying stagnant, like you're not doing much for yourself. You're not going to move on. So yeah, totally. okay. Speaking about life and the next couple of years and moving forward, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is back to the future. And in the back to the future segment, Ashley, as a sales development rep, goes forward in time two years. You see what's going on. You come back to where we are today. What do you have to report? What, what's happening in the future of sales development? In the future of sales development, well, I think that for sure, it's going to be a lot more of, I would say, the video messaging, the, you know, TikToks, LinkedIn, everything I don't do. So I started out with just like the cold calling and handed a pamphlet and a laptop and this is what we do and went from there. So I am very new to getting into the LinkedIn, the social selling. I'm still not comfortable with the video messaging and things like that. So I think that's going to have a big play in it. But then again, I still see so many people even now it works very well for others. Some other people, it doesn't. And even prospects that you're reaching out to, it, first of all, you can't even get through their email barrier when you're sending any kind of video or link or anything like that. But um, I think that SaaS, I honestly think SaaS sales is going to be booming. I don't know exactly what I'll be seeing in the future, but I do think it will be much more advanced and a lot more on social selling in the future. And I think there's going to be a lot of amazing products out there. SaaS sales is going to be very competitive. So everyone's going to need to be on top of their game. And as long as you can keep up to speed with everything new that's going on, I think you'll be very successful. And that's where the rewarding part comes in. Perfect. That's great. So I think we've covered off quite a few topics here. I really, I really appreciate the fact that when I ask you the question, sales is hard, but you really layered like the rewarding part along with a, but also on there. Uh, yeah. Because I think you nailed that for sure. And I think that the topic of taking care of yourself, especially in sales, by the way, this is what I see in the future and the, yeah. obviously the future being now, but in the next couple of years, I think focus is going to be on mental health on optimizing the work life, because I think that it, there's something with the, the hybrid remote model that is so new that nobody knows how to handle it from the employee or the employer. And it's definitely a work in progress. Obviously some people have worked remote for years now, but it doesn't take into account that so many people are doing it. So I, I think that there's going to be a huge, huge push on, on mental health 
But then again, the challenge is that when there's tough times, it's hard for companies to focus on those types of things. But I think there's going to be no choice pretty soon. Yeah. And I totally agree with that too. And I, what you're talking about being even hybrid, you have the office to go in. I love when I got to go fully remote. I'm like, this is fantastic. After doing this for three years now, I have to go work out at parks, sit outside. I got to get outside of my house because sometimes when we are in those ruts where we're not feeling really good and I sit in one room and you're just trapped in it, circled in it, and you have nowhere else to go, get outside. I know a lot of people say go on a walk, but heck, I go sit in a park and work. I like it. I got my little extra monitor and go sit there, look at the outside and get my work done. And it changes my mood and everything for the better. Wait, what extra monitor? You have one that clips on to your... Yep. Wow. I saw one of those and I thought I should be getting it and I didn't, but... You're a lifesaver. I'm going to, uh, when this podcast is over, I'm going to ask you about it. I think I need to get one. Okay. I'll show it to you. Great. I think the podcast is over. It's been, uh, it's been a good conversation. Thank you for sharing your time with me and with my, obviously people can find you on LinkedIn, right? Yes. You said you got to, you're, you're going to start stepping up your LinkedIn game also, I think. Yes, I was doing really good and then I fell off. So I got to get back on. So it's not even as long as you get back up and dust yourself off, hey, you got to keep going. It's okay. It's a process. It's about progress, not perfection. So you don't have to be perfect at everything as long as you get up and keep it going. We're going to use that soundbite to make a clip and we're going to get you lots of content to, to re-kickstart your social selling career. Our, uh, yes, I need it. Thanks, Dan. Thank you very much for everybody listening. And thank you, Ashley, for your time. Let's get back to work. All right. Thanks for having me. Lunch is over. If you're still here, you've reached the end of this episode of Sales is Hard But, the podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.